again. In this segment, we're joined by NFIB Illinois State Director Mark Granta. Mark, uh, good morning to you. How are you, sir? Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Not good. bad. We cannot complain. I, I know we're talking a I lot. I think I've about... lost the connection here. Uh, have you? No? Are you, you still are with you us? Still with us? Hello? We can hear you. Hello? Mark. Mark, there are you there? I had to go to an early commercial break and then uh, get you back on the line. So uh, glad that worked out. Uh, something out here in the country, you know. All right. Well, thanks for uh, taking time with us this morning. Uh, and, you know, we, we heard from the Illinois Retail Merchants Association yesterday. We heard from a member of the Joint Commission on Administrative Rules. They meet today. Uh, they're going to be. Uh, discussing, um, not sure how publicly, but uh, they're going to be discussing the uh, the rules proposed by uh, Governor J.B. Pritzker to require masks, or uh, there could be penalties for businesses of up to $2,500. That's $2,500. What's NFIB's take on this? Well, Greg, yeah, we're real concerned about it. We alerted our members to it, of course, and uh, I've sent a letter to the JCAR members asking them to reject this. It's, uh, it really isn't uh, a small business's place to be the cop on the beat. I mean, they have all the things that they're already doing to try to comply. I mean, they've, they've set up their, their shops and their workplaces to try to comply with all the rules and regulations that this pandemic has created. And, and to ask them to also be the ones to enforce this or face their own fines and penalties, I think is just wrong. And I think our members think it's wrong as well. Mark, how do you separate out of the debate on this where people that, that, that seem to raise an objection over having businesses having to pay for masks that their customers might not be wearing you know, is unfair? How do you sort that out to being not anti-mask? Because I don't think these businesses are anti-mask. They're just anti-having to be the police in it. Well, no, absolutely right. Um, and, and they aren't. They're all, I mean... Our members are trying very hard to comply because they understand that if the pandemic, you know, gets worse in a locality, then that's going to that could force them to close their doors. And they certainly don't want to do that. So they're doing the compliance. But, yeah, it's it's just not right. I mean, a lot of the our small business owners and the folks who work with them and for them, they're not necessarily all prepared to be able to handle the situation where someone perhaps, you know, aggressively says, no, I'm not wearing a mask and I'm not leaving your business. And uh, they, they continue to, to, uh, to, to shop in the store or, or be in that facility. And, you know, it's a difficult situation. Uh, they don't want it to escalate, obviously. And then to uh, the idea that this is hanging out there, you know, how many times are they going to get fined? We don't know. But the fact is you're putting these small business owners in a very precarious position. It's been months. Um, we've had, uh, you know, the, uh, the shelter in place where uh, certain businesses the governor deemed non-essential couldn't even open up to the public, lost revenue there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now um, businesses are, like you said, being asked to, uh, in a way, play mask enforcer, uh, which could alienate some of their customers. Um, how are businesses coping with all of this? Uh, have we... Have we heard from members uh, of, of NFIB uh, who who've just thrown up their hands and said, "I'm out. I'm I'm leaving Illinois, or I'm I'm just retiring. I can't do this anymore." What's the sentiment from the uh, from those business owners who you know, wake up every morning and, and break their back to to do what they love to do and provide services to customers? Yeah, Greg, you're right. Um, it, unfortunately, it has taken a toll. 
um, both financially and I think uh, emotionally on a lot of uh, small business owners out there, our members included in that number. Um, we're definitely going to see some that have chosen, uh, already have made a decision they're not going to reopen. Um, you can see it all over the state. I, I think you're seeing it in a lot of states, but in, in Illinois particularly, uh, it's tough anyway here, as we all know. And uh, and unfortunately, I, I think there's going to be more that are going to say, I, I just am not going to deal with this. Um, it, it, I'm already trying to comply with a lot of the rules and regulations. Um, and to try to keep business coming in the door. I mean, you know, you've, you're still trying to make sales just to stay, to stay in business. And then, you know, all the other things that you have to do. And I think, you know, for the most part, they're, they're really trying to do it. Those that, that are, are invested in their communities and, and, uh, and their families want to keep their businesses going. I, I think they're going to keep trying, but the state can't just, keep piling on new things to make it harder to stay in business right now. It's just not fair. Excuse me. National Federation of Independent Business, Illinois State Director Mark Grant is with us on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Mark, talking about uh, other issues with the NFIB, you know, uh, President Trump and his executive orders had uh, uh, a reduction in uh, payroll taxes, you know, that could happen. What kind of impact do you think that could make on independent business in the economy? Well, that's a good question. Um, I'm not really quite sure what it's going to happen. There's the business themselves will still have to pay their side of that uh, of that tax. So that financially, that's not going to affect them. Now, on the accounting side, they're going to have to if if this comes through. I mean, I know he he signed the order, but I'm not really sure if it's really going to happen or not. And I think. That would be down the road in just a, in, a, in a bit anyway. Yeah, I think I think September is when he said that uh, he wants yeah. it to go into effect. But yeah, there could be lawsuits or some other uh, yeah, efforts sure. to block it. Yeah, a lot of action. So, but it's a good question, and I'm not quite sure they'll have to prepare for it. I think if it does come through, there, uh, whether they do their own accounting or have an accounting firm do it for them, uh, they'll have to adjust for that. And um, and and I think there's it's a lot of there's a lot of big questions beyond that. Um, there's still a lot of them that that would like to see an extension of or a uh, a new uh, federal program to help them kind of bridge, continue to bridge this this financial. Uh, you know, chasm that they're dealing with um, because sales are all down for a lot of these folks. So uh, there's there's a lot at play there. Yeah, I, the other thing I was thinking more toward was that uh, this extra money that would come people's way. You know, would that help economically in generating sales? In your opinion? Oh, oh, well, I you know, anytime you put money in a consumer's pocket, generally speaking. Um, uh, they're going to, you know, pay off the debt that may, they may have accrued, or um, uh, uh, go out and spend it on other things. Uh, people are, I think, a bit of hunkered down right now, trying to see what's going to happen. They're concerned. You just look at the unemployment right now, and uh, there's still a lot of people not working, and um, uh, and the money that they are getting uh, through unemployment uh, is is obviously being pumped back into the economy, which is a good thing. That does help support small businesses locally, and, and that we certainly appreciate. Mark, um, we always, uh, you know, see a flurry of activity um, at the state house, uh, you know, in, in normal times before COVID, uh, and uh, you know, sometimes uh, certain interest groups see a lot more activity uh, whenever certain legislation pops up, where sometimes things might be quiet for uh, certain interest groups. Have you seen more? 
activity from members of NFIB in the past five months uh, with all of the, the mandates and all of the changes that have been going on and uh, what seems to be a lack of action from members of the General Assembly. Uh, what's the what's the I guess if you could compare pre-COVID to right now and as much as the uh, uh, the 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 passion or uh, the the activity of of your members and uh, how how much they're actually actively involved in and watching what's going on and how they're being impacted. Is there a heightened awareness, I guess, is what I'm uh, yeah, uh, trying yeah, to ask. That, yeah, that's a good question, Greg. Um, yes, I, I think the fact is, you know, the economy was really flying high and our members, small businesses were were doing very, very well. You know, we, we checked their optimism monthly and have for many, many years. And uh, up until about uh, March, things were flying along pretty well, as you, as you know. And so, when you know when we were getting involved in and our members were getting involved in in uh, issues at the state house, um, they they would be involved. But right now, because things are so precarious, because the economy and the pandemic have created such a, a volatile uh, environment, that yeah, they're they're really stoked. They're really uh, paying attention now. So every little thing that happens at the state capitol or you know in Springfield. Uh, those kind of things get magnified because, you know, when you're, you know, your, your business is hanging on and you're doing all you can and you're, I mean, you're at high stress points because, as you know, I mean, they have to be careful themselves and their own uh, employees and making sure that they stay healthy and their families stay healthy. So you have all those pressures coming in. And then when something like this pops up, like this proposed rule, that just adds to that uh, overall uh, stress level of our, our business owners. And yeah, they, they get upset and they let their, they let their local officials know about it and they let the governor know about it. And, and finally, um, one thing that I think has uh, kind of been pushed aside as uh, no deals come out of Congress, uh, the issue of liability protection. Uh, mm-hmm. How important is that in being addressed, uh, and uh, what's the uh, impact of it not being addressed up to this point? No, it's a, it's a huge issue. Uh, they're very concerned about it. Our members know that uh, you know they're one lawsuit. Many of them are one lawsuit away from uh, hanging it up and being out of business. And of course, with the with the COVID nineteen, it's just created in another layer of uh, potential liability. And yeah, we'd love to see that solved. Uh, on the federal level, because I, I don't think it's going to happen on the state level, at least not here in Illinois. So, um, yeah, we'd love to see something uh, come out of Congress on that. Uh, it, it would be very helpful. And that's it's a main issue that our uh, NFIB uh, lobbyists in D.C. are working on out there, along with several other things. But that's one of those main issues. Yes. National Federation of Independent Business State Director Mark Grant, thank you so much. We really appreciate the time. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, we'll All talk right. soon.